From Quarry's shop on Chantipole to the core of the Death Star, you are listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Jonah Marie Macias. What's up, Jonah? Hey, Aaron. Not much. I'm sad that we're down to our last two episodes, two episode reviews. Yes. We're, we're actually combining the final two episodes of Freemaker Adventures into one review. We are, because we decided that would be better than uh, being distracted by New York Comic Con, since we both went to that event this past weekend. Yes, we did. And did you get a chance? You didn't get the Lego exclusive, did you? I didn't, no, because they did those um, lotteries, and I never am successful with those. <laughs> I did win one lottery for New York Comic Con, but it was not for that set. It oh. wasn't for the uh, the Lego exclusive. So, unfortunately, I did not get it either. Dang, that sucks. They had the, what was it, the Boba Fett thingy? For, <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about the photo op? No. Or? Oh, no, I did that. That was fun. Um, no, there was something. There was a little block. It was that. It was the, 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 the photo op thingy, but it was promoting the exclusive Lego set, which was the Boba Fett blockheads. Brickheads. Brickheads that's what it was. <laughs> you got to know this stuff, Jonah. I know. I know. <laughs> I just lost several cool points in that explanation. <laughs> it's all right. I remember when they first announced or first kind of revealed the idea of Brickheads. Which, for anyone that maybe isn't familiar with them, they're kind of like a mashup of the the like kind of Funko Pops, yeah. With but built out of Lego, so they have this very distinct look of this you know this character with like a giant head, but instead of it being a Funko Pop, it's actually built out of Lego. So they call them Brickheads, mm. um, and they do it kind of across various um, various franchises, kind of like Funko Pops do as well. So they have Star Wars ones, they have Marvel ones, they have all kinds of different ones. So I actually, when they first came out with them, I never really thought they were that cool. I never got into the idea of collecting, uh, collecting brickheads. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, they're just not aesthetically pleasing to me, so I just never went for it. But to be honest, since I don't have one, I am actually not aware of the setup. So it, does it come... All, like a Lego bag where you put it all together or does it come actually just built inside of the box? It does come like a regular Lego set. So you build it. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Which is a cool part of it, I guess. And I have a friend that does collect them and he actually swears by them. He says the, the builds are actually really cool huh. um, and kind of unique in how they, they have you build it. And there's a lot of unique pieces, I guess, because like, for example, there is a Jack Sparrow brickhead. But it has like specific printed pieces that only you would only ever get if you got that set. Mm. Um, so I guess that kind of adds to the the collectability of them as you get these very unique Lego pieces. So yeah, I mean I've seen a couple that I was like, eh, maybe like the actually the Jack Sparrow one is one because it's so unique that kind of caught my interest. But I don't think I'm gonna go down the route of collecting brickheads just because I'm already collecting the regular Lego sets. <laughs> yeah, and, and minifigs. Yeah, and, and minifigs. But then I also collect Funko Pops. And oh, I feel like Brickheads right. are almost kind of like Funko Pops, so it's like I don't need both. Right. Yeah, that's true. I, the, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, the New York Comic Con exclusive was a Brickhead set, but it was Boba Fett with Han and Carbonite. Oh, ooh, so I missed one minor detail. <laughs> yeah, so it was, <laughs> so was uh, kind of cool, though, because you actually build... Uh, the brickhead version of Boba Fett, but then you build this like Han and Carbonite slab as well, which is pretty unique. So if I could have gotten the exclusive, if I had won the lottery, I would have gotten it mm-hmm. um, because that would have been kind of a unique set. And I don't think it would be easy to get a hold of outside of New York Comic Con. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be very expensive. Like I go through eBay sometimes just to see if the Chopper Ghost Lego exclusive from San Diego Comic-Con 2014 is still around. And I think there's two of them, but they're still, I think they're like $150 or something like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and was that a micro fighter? It, or... No, it wasn't a micro fighter. It was 
uh, was it? I actually don't know because it wasn't part of the list. Like I have a list that I keep to when I come, when it comes to collecting microfighters and that's definitely not on it. So it must be something else. It's just, it's probably just random exclusive. But it's like a very small set. Uh, like it's not a full size ghost, right? It's just a small no, build. No, it's not a full size ghost, but then it's not as small as a microfighter. It's somewhere in between. Oh, okay. Interesting. I have to look that one up. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what else New York Comic Con offered in terms... That was the only exclusive, right, for LEGO? Yeah, I think so. I think that was the only exclusive. I was a little disappointed. I was hoping they'd have an exclusive set, but not like I would have gotten it anyways. Yeah, that's true. I know. That's what (laughs) sucks about, you know, these big cons now. that There's so many people that you have to, you know, be lucky when it comes to having your name being chosen and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was a fun con. I did a lot of cool things that didn't involve Star Wars. <laughs> I was so <laughs> happy because, you know, most of the time I do these things so that I can grab some sort of coverage or, and whatnot for my site or whatever. And this time around I didn't get press. So I just went as a regular fan and I just did all the things that I wanted to do. <laughs> And and it was so much more fun than usual. <laughs> and yeah, I ended up taking a picture with that uh, brickhead's uh, Boba Fett out that was outside of the convention center. That was the last thing I did before I ended up going home. Um, and then that's it. Yeah, that was that was Comic Con for me. You had an eventful Comic Con, Aaron. Both I good did? and bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did. I did have a. It was a. It was a fun Comic Con for me. A lot of the Star Wars stuff I did was book related because they had some book panels. Uh, so I did those. Got the exclusive um, from a certain point of view book that Del Rey released, and they did a specific exclusive for this event, and it was signed by like nineteen of the authors oh, wow. uh, that were at the event as well. So that was kind of a cool thing to get a hold of. But yeah, the overall the the con was good, and I always love going to New York City. It's actually one of my favorite places to visit. Is so, it? I I'm can't sure you're tired it. of it. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I get I make my way up there, you know, usually a couple times a year. So, but New York Comic Con is one that I definitely don't miss. So, and part of it is just going up to the city and and being in New York. Gotcha. Yeah. But there are some downsides to being in the city. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There there can be, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I would definitely, um, in the future, would love to just move out of New York City one day. But we'll see. We'll see how far I get in life. And then you'll appreciate it. When, you're, when you leave New York City and go somewhere else, then you'll appreciate it more when you go back. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and something else that came out was the Last Jedi trailer, which was... Uh, fun because everyone was waiting up for it, being that it was going to premiere during a sports event. Was it football? American football? <laughs> it was. Yes, it was American football. Monday night football. Monday night football. Yeah. Did you watch it live or did you catch it on YouTube? I did not watch it live. Um, I actually had a soccer game that I was playing in that That's was happening right. at the same time. I forget about so, that. <laughs> yeah. So I was... I had I was very torn though because it's just like an indoor adult soccer league that I play in, so it's not like the end of the world if I miss a game. Mm. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, maybe I'll cancel just so I can watch the trailer. But I had canceled the week before um, because of a leg injury, so I was like, oh, I don't want to cancel two weeks in a row. So I went ahead and played, knowing that I could, you know, the the way these trailers are, they they air it, but then it's right away. It's on YouTube. Yeah. So I knew as soon as I got home, I'd be able to watch it on YouTube. So that's how I that's how I watched it. I was about I was probably a couple hours after everyone else. So I had to try to stay off social media and stuff because I didn't want spoilers from a movie trailer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sounds kind of crazy, but it's something that we worry about. <laughs> so what were some standout moments for you? Oh, wow. I mean, I feel like the whole trailer just felt different than than any Star Wars trailer we had gotten previously in the other movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like Star Wars trailers are all about not giving you any details, but just giving you a lot of cool visuals. But this trailer felt like they were giving some stuff away, or at least trying to trick you into thinking certain things were going to happen. And so that kind of threw me off a little bit as I was watching the trailer. I was like, this just doesn't feel like a Star Wars trailer. Really? Um, yeah. And it, it was definitely kind of different than my experience in watching some other trailers for Star Wars. Um, I didn't get kind of like that, 
excitement or goosebumps like I'm used to getting. I don't know if it's just because we've, we're getting so much Star Wars now that it's starting to kind of lose its luster a little bit. Mm, that's interesting. But yeah. I, you know, I'm super excited for Rebels coming up and we're, you know, we're wrapping up Free America Adventure. So there's just so much Star Wars going on right now. And um, obviously I was super excited to see the trailer and I did end up watching it multiple times like you do. <laughs> and, um, you know, I have so many questions about things that I saw and I'm, you know, I cannot wait to see the movie. I already got my movie tickets. Yeah, so, same. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were some interesting little moments in there with Kylo Ren and like Ray. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I know. That was the part that really, <laughs> and I know ultimately that that is an edited clip. So that way, yeah. you know, it entices people and makes people talk about it and speculate and whatnot. I like the implication behind it for sure. <laughs> I just yeah, like the I, idea of them treading on new things. I saw, so I was on Twitter and I saw you tweet something about like being a, what do they call it? A Raylo shipper? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no, now people are going to hate me on here too. <laughs> You're, yeah, you've been outed on Star Scavengers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, as soon as I read it, I was like, no, 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 Jonah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because it's been like that for me since day one since i first saw the movie i was like oh man i totally see it happening <laughs> because that's always been my mentality ever since i was a kid i would always pair up characters you know no matter what gender they were i was like oh man they look so cute together <laughs> been a shipper since childhood i have been yes <laughs> and i and um there was just this yeah, this is when the trailer came out. I was just so uh, over the moon about it <laughs> that I tweeted out my you know initial reaction, and it was just so funny to see because I I'm not the type of person who really keeps count on followers. That's you know numbers just fluctuate here and there and whatever. If you are interested in what I have to say, that's cool. If not, that's also cool. Mm-hmm. But then I remember. I like I told myself, wait, actually look at the number and then come back 20 minutes from now to see what that number looks like. And I had, I swear to you, I lost like 10 to 15 followers. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing hysterically because, you know, I, I get that it, it's not everyone's thing, but I'm also not the type of person to rub it in people's faces. So obviously that was just you know, in the heat of the moment because I just saw the trailer, but I'm not going to continue to, you know, put that out there because I know it doesn't really sit well with other people, but I just find it so funny that people would unfollow me for that. And then uh, people that I would normally have conversations with too, I was kind of (laughs) shocked and I'm like, oh, well, I mean, that's your, that's your thing, I guess. (laughs) You just unfollow (laughs) people and you don't agree with them, but it's okay. (laughs) It was probably the 15 people that were right on the edge of unfollowing you anyways. I know, yeah. They're, they were like fed up with you. And they're like, you know, if she just tweets one more thing I don't agree with. <laughs> that's it. That's going to put me over the edge. And that's what that, put them over yep. the edge. <laughs> Raylo pushed them over the edge. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm going to be happy with whatever they're going to show us anyway. So I, I, I don't mind. I just thought that was a cool, you know, editing thing that they added at the end there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get the the whole idea of shipping, and you know, I, I'm sure I've done my fair share of it, even if it's subconscious. But with for whatever reason, with the Force Awakens or with the the new the new Star Wars movies, I haven't really thought about Rey in that way. So I haven't been like, oh, I want to see her with Finn, or I want I want to see her with with Kylo. It's kind of just like I just want to see her be a cool Jedi. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely that. This definitely exists there, but, but I, I also go with, oh man, she would also look so cute with that person. <laughs> um, but I, I technically, really, I just, I just really focus on that character, and um, even though I'm not a super fan of her, I am interested in her journey and seeing where she goes and and what is it that they've, you know, devised in terms of a story for this character. So, did you have anything in the trailer that stuck out to you? Uh, I also really love the scene with. Uh, Kylo uh, and Leia and you know that that might have been just edited for the purpose of the trailer as well but there was so much emotion in there too because he he's already you know crossed the line with Han having done what he did to Han and now 
you know, there's also his mom that he needs to, you know, deal with. And and that was just so cool how the way, how they put that together. That gave me emotions. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that has to be a misdirect, though, because they would not just give that away right in the trailer. Oh, no, no. That was definitely yeah. there to just, you know, pull out your heartstrings. Yeah. I th- My favorite visual from the entire trailer, though, has to be Finn and Phasma kind of clashing. Oh, yeah, that looked cool, yeah. Yeah, and not that I'm a huge fan of either of those characters, but just to see that visual was so cool. Like, it it just, it was, because we, they're not going to show any lightsaber battles or anything, I guess, in the trailer, so that's the closest thing we got to it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It almost felt like a lightsaber battle, even though there was no lightsabers involved. Um, And Finn is one of those characters that's kind of uh, grown on me, so I'm... I'm excited to see where they take him, too. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. It looks like he's tackling his own story. It doesn't look like he's going to be interacting much with uh, Ray, uh, at least from what we've seen so far. But well, who knows? We'll, we'll probably get a few treats once December comes around. Yeah, we'll find out in a few months. I feel it's weird because when you buy the tickets, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go see this movie. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's still like three months away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember I did that. It wasn't for Force Awakens. It was for another movie that I had bought the the uh, tickets way in advance. And I went to the movie theater to go ahead and buy another pair of tickets for a movie that I was watching the following week. And I started printing out the tickets for that the advanced screening i'm like no no i, I can't <laughs> because i didn't want to like worry about keeping these t- tickets safe <laughs> until the day that i had to go watch that movie <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was definitely uh trying to remember where i put them and then making sure that two months later i'd, I'd remember where that was <laughs> so have you been building uh any lego sets late lately um, I haven't been doing my little micro fighters because this past weekend was near Comic Con and I forgot what I did the weekend before, to be honest. My mind is all fuzzy. But I do, I did, but I did do the Tracker One set. I did that actually, uh, recently and I did it all in one go. I think it only took me maybe three or four hours, you know, with some breaks here and there. And and that was fun. That was a fun set to put together. And it's actually not as long as the Arrowhead. It's actually just a few inches shorter. And I thought it was going to be much longer than the Arrowhead, but it's actually not. Hmm. At least from com- from comparing from you know eye to eye, I just I didn't put them together or anything. But in in finishing that set, I thought, wow, that's actually kind of shorter than the Arrowhead. Do you have all of the the FreeMaker Adventure sets now? I do, except for the one that really isn't a Freemaker. The speeder bike? Yeah, that one. I don't have that one, but I do want to get my hands on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I also, at New York Comic Con, I saw John DiMaggio, who plays the voice of Bash. I just happened to be walking around with my cousins, and uh, all of a sudden I turn my head and I see John DiMaggio at a table, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's Bash. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I remember him, his interview recently on the Star Wars show. And I, I told him about it. And he's like, oh yeah, that was so much fun to do. And we could just kept tapping Anthony's knee. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun encounter there. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. How about you? Did you build anything? Um, I still have the Y-Wing that I'm working on. Man, but Aaron. I, I know. I I take my time on these <laughs> builds. I definitely do. Um, yeah, I, I'm a pretty busy person in general, so I ha- so I have not had a chance to sit down and kind of relax because sometimes just building Lego is almost therapeutic. It really is. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I have. I just haven't had a chance to kind of sit down and do anything therapeutic lately. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably need to. So I'll try to I'll try to finish that one soon, and then I think. Oh, I still have the 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 Last Jedi set that I haven't built yet either. So yeah, I'm I'm a couple sets behind. Yeah, yeah, you gotta catch up, but only when you're able, because like you said, you're a busy man. Yes, and the I did see the Lego Ninjago movie. Oh, did you? Uh, I did go see that. Which there's a couple sets from that movie that I think would be really cool to get too. So I'm kind of on the fence on if I'm gonna grab a couple sets from that as well. But um. That was a pretty fun movie. Oh, definitely cool. not definitely not as good as the previous Lego movies. You know, the Lego movie and Lego Batman I think were were significantly better. 
but it was still a fun movie and my son really enjoyed it. So cool. That's awesome. And, and then now we're going to go ahead and review the last two episodes of the season two of Freemaker Adventures, which is Free Fall and Return of the Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I had to make sure that I did that one right because I was afraid that I'd, I'd miss a few articles in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Free Fall is written by John Banky. And it opens up with the shot of the Star Destroyers ripped in half and over Coruscant. And you see the sun in the background. I thought it was a beautiful shot and very um, unlike anything that we've seen in the series, I think. Yeah, they do really good with the shots that are in space and the ships and things like that. And like planet planets and ships and anything that kind of is in space. I'm always really impressed what they've done in the show. With that stuff, and we kind of pick up right where the last episode left off, where the the Freemakers are escaping mm-hmm. in the in the tie ugly that they had built, um, and MOC has been sent to to destroy them, not just to capture anybody. Now he's actually sent just to, to, to destroy them. Yeah, yeah, and Cordy is sending out a distress signal. And who did you think was going to come and rescue them when you initially saw this this episode? I don't think I thought anybody was going to come rescue them. Oh, really? I I mean, I didn't think they were all going to get destroyed, but I just figured they'd find a clever way to get away from... I was surprised when Quarry showed up. Yeah, I was totally surprised. And I... Mainly because I forgot that he he was around. (laughs) You forgot about him. (laughs) I I immediately apologized and I said, I'm sorry, Quarry, I completely forgot about you. Well, that just shows good good writing, right? Like yeah. they probably wanted to surprise you, and they did. Yeah, yeah, and I love Xander's combination of disaster and catastrophe as disastrophe. I'm gonna <laughs> use that from now on. <laughs> yes. And and so yeah, Corey ends up rescuing them, and he thought it'd be easier to rescue them instead of getting a new apprentice. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. Save, save or train a new apprentice. Save you or train a new apprentice. Saving you is easier. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so they decide to uh, go to Chantepole because unfortunately they have nowhere else to go. And they're also being chased by MOC in the process. Can we just talk a little bit about how crazy that was? That the way that... Um, he was flying the arrowhead into the back of the star scavenger and it was literally like shaving pieces off of it. Oh yes. Yes. I remember so that. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was a cool visual. Um, definitely not like Lego brick, you know, pieces falling off. It was actually like somebody had taken a razor blade and cut off pieces of it. Yes. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. And, and when they do end up going to Chantipole, I was pleasantly surprised by that too. I didn't expect them to go there. Um, especially when this, when you think back to the fact that this episode's called, uh, free fall that, right. you know, I, I didn't really take into consideration the fact that that is something that happens when you enter Chantepole's atmosphere, you end up free falling. <laughs> Yeah, and it was really cool to see them go to this location that we had seen previously in Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Where, you know, Hera, and that was one of my favorite episodes of Star Wars Rebels where, you know, they they meet Quarry and they get the B-Wing and um, and Hera has kind of her moment with piloting and all that stuff. So, yeah, that it was just really cool to see that, that planet again. Yeah, yeah, beautifully done. And I also loved... The when they land on his shop finally after, you know, cra- almost crash landing, and it's sort of the similar what we saw in ha- it happened in Star Wars Rebels where the Phantom almost starts to fall back because it, there was just not enough space to, for it to have, uh, like not a large enough runway, and so it starts to slip back. But thankfully, the Star Scavengers engines kick in and push it back forward. And they were all screaming. And I love that Corey says, young people always screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you do hear Xander scream again when he sees that he has all this equipment inside of the warehouse. (laughs) Yeah, all the ships and parts and stuff. And 
Xander's geeking out about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they end up wanting to warn the rebels, but unfortunately they don't have any of the equipment that they need. And they had to come up with some sort of an idea. And I think it was at this point that Roger suggests that his interpretive dance as a, as something to help. <laughs> like, yeah. Roger, no, this is not a moment for you to do interpretive dance. But he ends up doing that anyway in the background. And I thought that was so hilarious. And everyone just ignores him. Yeah. And he's doing it. Like, he's putting his heart and soul into that. And they just... Acted like he wasn't even doing it. He's like, what? You didn't like the dance? <laughs> it was very chicken-like. Like, he was just clucking his, his, his arms. Oh, man, that was just so funny. <laughs> I guess battle droids do kind of resemble a chicken in some ways. They do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and then Rowan ends up um, figuring out that MLC is obsessed with trying to find him and even if they try to attempt to leave again, they're, his, he's going to be on their tail. And and then we switch on over to uh, Vader having, I think he's already successful in getting the crystals. And Grabala takes this opportunity to show him the beachside resort and buffet idea. <laughs> <laughs> and Yepo with his perfect timing. Yes, finally. Time. With the presentation. That's the kind of timing I'm talking about. Yes. That, was, that was awesome. And Vader had like no interest or was not even impressed at all. One thing about these last two episodes is there wasn't a lot of those type of comic moments. Yeah, it's very serious. You know? in very, yeah, in general, the two episodes were very serious and felt almost more like something you would see in like Rebels Yeah. Um, than, than this show. And I, I like it that this show does that from time to time where they do kind of tell a more serious story. And uh, there are still these moments where you have this kind of gag. And then I think in the next episode, there's just like really one kind of gag with MOC scaring the Emperor in the window. But like other than that, it's really just a straight up cool action you know uh dramatic story right yeah and yeah it's a great balance i think and uh it doesn't really play down to the its audience and that's what's great about it and and then there's also that musical montage it was very 80s where <laughs> where that you know you have the music going and at the same time they're trying to do what it is that they have to do and be positive about it and whatnot it reminded me of that of that era because they do a lot of that in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about breaking out into song, but I'm not going to do it. Oh no, you <laughs> should do it. <laughs> <laughs> but first, they had to like build. They did kind of a building session where they're they're building the. I guess it was a beam emitter. Yeah, something like that to try to communicate. I think it was. With the rebel fleet, no, it wasn't. It was to try to drag the arrowhead down. Yes, right. And um, I like that scene. I like the kind of seeing them build it. And I really one of the, the really cool things when they do these building scenes is when you can recognize actual Lego pieces. Yes. And they're kind of like snapping them together and stuff. And I that's I don't know why. Just kind of that's really cool. And I'm like, oh, I know that piece. Oh, I know that piece. Like. Um, they, cause sometimes they don't actually use all real Lego, you know, pieces for some of this stuff, but it's cool when they do. Yeah. Like Cordy was using the crystal, the blue crystal pieces to add these to the, I forget what it was, but she was just laying them down one after the other. And I'm like, yeah, I did that for the star scavenger. <laughs> yeah. Cause even when like Rowan will do his whole force building thing and you just see all the pieces kind of fly up and they go together by themselves. But to actually see these characters like pick up a piece and like put it down against another piece and like click it together, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool because that's what I do when I build Legos. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate with that. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, you know, they decide to use that tr tractor beam on MOC and then that's when they try to pull him down through the storm and so they all start free falling because, of course, the storm messes with their electronics. And I think Rowan had that awesome moment where he kind of where he jumped off of the mini scavenger. Oh, no, wait. And before that, they had to distract MOC. I forgot that Roger wears 
Rowan's hair. <laughs> I thought you were going to skip that. No, I, know, I, was I like, completely forgot. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jonah Marie skipping right past the Roger in a Rowan wig. I know. <laughs> that was such an awesome scene. Yeah, I can't believe I for- almost forgot about it. But yeah, I, having seen Roger wearing Rowan's hair, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, we get a lot of hair switching and stuff in this in this series. Her hair coming off. We got to see Rowan bald. Yeah. <laughs> before he put the hair back on, that was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but it was funny. I like how the the hair kind of. It would pretty much be if you actually took a Lego minifig of Rowan and took his hair off and put it on top of the on top of the Roger minifig, it looked like that, you know, like the way that the hair kind of would move yeah. and stuff as a one solid piece. So yeah, they did a really good job with that animation. I want to try to recreate that now with my Yeah, you should fix. totally do that scene. <laughs> um, I don't have a, I have a Roger next to me, but I don't have a Rowan. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because Rowan comes in the Tracker 1 set. Yep, I don't yeah. have Tracker 1 yet. So I'd have to pull out the old Star Scavenger. Yeah, yeah. And and so, yeah, Rowan has to throw himself onto the arrowhead. And that was such a cool action move, action hero move. Yeah, he move. did that cool, like, free fall from one ship to another, and he does a little flip right at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that whole scene was really cool. Like, even just the kind of, they had a really brief lightsaber battle. But it was really cool to see um, that little, that short little lightsaber battle between those two characters. I think it, out of all the different times, that they've confronted each other this was one of my favorites just because of the the location you know on a free falling ship yeah as they're having a little battle so it was very very cool action yeah i I really love that and the just the the scenery around it like i wonder um if joel aaron was working on it because that lighting was fantastic and uh i also enjoyed the part where they kind of kick MLC off and they think that he's gone but he's actually just magnetized underneath and I just kept thinking this guy's so creepy because <laughs> then he like can't get rid of him no yeah exactly and then he starts to like walk up onto the the ship and it's just so weird and and Rowan just did not suspect it at all and thankfully Corey was there to help him out by telling him to look behind him <laughs> yeah um and so Rowan is actually successful in taking out the crystal from the uh, arrowhead and I really love the music in the background Michael Kramer did an awesome job with that whole scene in terms of creating something new for it that was just as suspenseful and tense as what we were watching. Yeah, definitely. And this is the part that made me cry, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't want to talk about it. You talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) the, the, The part where you hear Xander say, goodbye, Star Scavenger. No. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was really cool, though, that how they kind of set it up. And, you know, they thought this was the way to take out MOC. So they were willing to sacrifice their beloved ship uh, to to do that. Unfortunately, yeah. it wasn't successful, um, but it led to other things. But, yeah, it was just it was a really cool scene at the same time, a very sad scene to see something like the Star Scavenger get destroyed like that. Yeah. And they think MLC is gone and Xander's going about trying to pick up the pieces and uh, he's about to say something when all of a sudden they get shot at and they find out that MLC is still alive. And I love that he says, oh, he's doing this just to mock me. (laughs) 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 Um, And so, you know, Rowan is just, so out of, so tired of it all and he starts to actually talk with MOC and telling him you know this all seems pointless where you programmed to be pointless and I felt like he was actually getting through to him like oh man they're gonna try to get MOC on their side um, but that turns out not to be the case yeah it was a good misdirect I, I definitely thought not that I thought MOC was suddenly gonna become a good guy or something but I did think that 
he was starting to rethink his life a little bit. Right. He'd be like, oh, maybe this is pointless. And maybe, and then he would give up maybe just chasing them and kind of go off on his own. But instead, it kind of, the whole back, the whole plan backfired on them because yeah. it made MOC think of, you know, a bigger purpose, which his bigger, bigger purpose was to protect his emperor and, you know, help him fix the flaw on the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way, Rowan actually made things worse by trying to negotiate with him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ends up, MLC ends up building his own escape, which was a pretty cool. I wish I could um, find the pieces for that because it'd be a nice little build to do that. And he ends up escaping Shantipole. And <laughs> I love that Roger awesome Roger goes for what it's worth I really thought he was buying it <laughs> <laughs> and it ends just like that that's where it ends <laughs> yep that's where it ends and then we get return of the return of the Jedi which right. may be the best title that we've gotten in all of Star- in all of uh, Freemaker Adventures I think so yeah <laughs> and that one's written by Bill Motts and Bob Roth hey <laughs> Nice. Um, I love one of the quotes that Corey tells Rowan is the only certain defeat comes from not trying at all, which is something you can apply to your own daily life. Yes. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they try to encourage Rowan to build another ugly with all the pieces that they have around. And uh, Rowan comes up with, what Jack had told him in the maker of Zoe. And he says, don't picture the pieces you're using to build picture what you're building. And I thought that was a really neat, um, you know, callback to that episode. Yeah. And we get this, this fusion of the arrowhead and the star scavenger. Yes. Which is pretty cool, but I don't think we can recreate that with our, or Star Scavenger and Arrowhead sets. But I want to try, Aaron. <laughs> Based on the scale, I don't think they can, that can actually happen. But, I mean, you can try. Yeah, because the only certain defeat comes from not trying at all. <laughs> I'm already defeated. <laughs> but, yeah, but I thought that was a cool build. I loved how it. Roger asked for a wider charging station. Like, yeah. as... Rowan is concentrating. He's got his eyes closed. He's biting down on his lip. You know, he's trying to concentrate to build this, you know, the the ultimate ship. And then Roger picks that time to be like, hey, can you give me a, a wider charging station? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he did. He he did get that wider charging station. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. But uh, we find that out as they're like lifting off and then you just hear Roger's voice. Yes. Being very excited. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I love how MOC actually had built in addition to that thing that he had built for himself. He had also built like a hyperspace ring because it reminded me of what the Jedi used to use in the prequels with those hyperspace rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and then, you know, you have um, the Emperor being happy with how things are turning out. You know, Vader's going to bring his son and things are coming together. And all of a sudden you have MOC hitting the window. <laughs> yeah, slamming into the window. with. I mean, the thing is, MOC is there to save the day. Yeah. Emperor just doesn't pick up on it the emperor is kind of like oh i have this flawless plan like you're not going to help me at all can you just leave because i have this meeting you know like with with luke skywalker right <laughs> which we all get to see that you know interaction in in return of the jedi but this is what happened right before apparently yeah um, but yeah it was a really fun a really fun scene and you finally he's like kind of like get out of here get out of here and finally he flies away and then he gets his moment yeah 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 and I forgot that there's that little scene beforehand where he's in his chair and he's spinning around and then it stops because there's like a that he has a squeaky chair and the red guard ends up putting oil on it so, so that he can he's able to spin. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I would love to see someone splice the scenes together and have this, you know, this scene before we actually see Luke talk to the emperor in the return of the jedi and then skip to 
the next scene in Freemakers before skipping to another scene in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> like, I'd love that's to a, see it all together. That's a great idea. I wonder if somebody's done that already on YouTube, maybe. You never know. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, because <laughs> there, there are a handful of times in this episode that you could do that with, you know, something that happens right before, you know, a very iconic scene from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's at least four or five different spots that you could do that that'd be a fun little youtube video to do i'll have to see if somebody else has done it and if they haven't maybe i'll maybe i'll try it oh do it yes (laughs) (laughs) um and so they managed to get themselves out of chantipole and um i love that cordy acknowledges that xander is a superstar pilot guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did Xander say to in response? Do you remember? He said something like, "I'm glad you finally noticed." Yes, or something like that. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so Corey tells him to go to Celeste or Celeste. How do you yeah, say Celeste. that? Okay, I think you got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they end up going to that planet so that they can find the Rebel fleet, but unfortunately they're not there. And I love that Cordy goes, and they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, they show up in just empty space. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a line. Isn't there a line in Return of the Jedi where they say something about the, the fleet being at Celest? I don't remember, to be honest. Okay, I think there might be. But if if so, then that it's it's very it's it's actually very fortunate. It makes me almost wonder if when they had Rowan toss the the you know, kyber saber into the lava at Celest. If there, if there was always a plan that they were going to come back and get it later. Yeah. Like if the writers at that point had already determined like, okay, this is just going to be a setup for him coming back to get it. Um, up because it's at Celest and that's where the, the fleet was supposed to be. Um, I'm just curious, at, like, how far in advance yeah. they had planned that out, or if it was something like, oh, yeah, remember when we left the, like, the Kyber Saber <laughs> at Celis? Let's have him go there. You know what? I don't even think they had the planet in mind. I think I remember reading on Twitter that um, that was they had just chosen a location that had lava and whatnot, and when they were developing the story for season two it kind of worked out that Solace also had this environment, so they made it work that way. But I don't think that was ever the intent uh, to go back, to like actually name that location originally as Solace. It's just something that happened as they were developing the story. At least that's what I remember reading it on Twitter. Maybe maybe I'm confusing it for something else, but um, hopefully they'll chip in and let us know on, on social media. <laughs> <laughs> or when we interview them. Oh, that too. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to save these burning questions for the, the final interview. <laughs> um, and so they contact Valeria because they have to, um, you know, find out where the fleet went. And it turns out that they went to Endor. And, um, and in order to actually assist and do anything, that's when Rowan gets the idea to get the Kyber Saber because he can still sense it. From all the way up there, which is pretty impressive. And how cool was it to see Valeria as part of the ba- the Battle of Endor? That was super cool. To see her in her ship show up there. She's talking about the shield still being up. And you're like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm imagining now, like, pretty much any time I watch Return of the Jedi, I'm going to now be like, oh, okay, that's Valeria in that, in that A-wing. Yes! <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so and there's a couple of different characters that show up in this, then I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome that I, I'm really happy that they were part of these, you know, this battle, um, even though it's not canon, but still, there's no reason why Valeria couldn't be a character that was at Endor. There's nothing that conflicts with. Yeah, that was such a big battle. You can pretty much insert all these new details, just like um, Shara Bay, who you had pointed out during our Twitter live uh, session. And uh, yeah, they're, they've always inserted new d- details into this battle, so why not Valeria? <laughs> yeah. And I love that when Rowan does get the Kyber Saber out of its little lava pit, um, he you know he holds it, but it's still too hot, <laughs> so he ends up dropping it. <laughs> um, and it, I guess Kyber Saber crystals are not like Kyber crystals where they're explosive. Oh, that yeah, you had brought up a good point and on Twitter, and I thought 
Yeah, you think they would have exploded due to the heat. But I'm trying to think of if there's another situation where we've seen them being exposed to extreme... I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know how... I guess it's one of those things that we just have to, you know, suspend disbelief and whatnot. Yeah, or I think kind of my own explanation for it is that there are kyber crystals, but then the kyber saber crystals are actually almost like a more powerful version. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, you know, because you couldn't just take any kyber crystals and, and fuse them together and make a kyber saber. It had to be these specific kyber saber crystals. Mm. Um, so I believe it's a more, maybe a more a condensed like version, maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> so there's, they're maybe a little bit tough and don't wouldn't just explode because of heat so that's my own like explanation to my own head (laughs) yeah no i i I can see that yeah and and so they end up taking the kyber saber with them and they enter the battle of endor and they want to head into the death star because that's where moc is but in order to get through the shield that's when they have to use the Kyber Saber to activate the Ember Steel Blade. <laughs> Which was pretty cool because now you have like two different things. Like you have the big Kyber Crystal that they were using previously, but now you have the Kyber Kyber Saber, which almost had, serves the same function. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that was pretty cool, and it was it was kind of cool that um, you know how it all worked out. Did they name Did they name the ship? I don't think so. What do we call it? I, I guess it would be like a version 2.0. Well, actually, at the end of season one, they had um, Rowan had actually uh, uh, transformed the ship. Remember, they had like sort of cloaked the ship to look differently. And he had uh, switched the pieces out mid-flight so that they wouldn't be detected. So I guess that would be like a 2.0 Star Scavenger, and I guess this would be like a 3.0. <laughs> I think they had a name for that one in season one, though. Oh, did they? Oh, I'm not sure then. Oh, we. I think we used the name for one of our episode titles. Oh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I'm remember that. It now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like they named that one. But yeah, this one, I, I was trying to think of it if I just missed them naming it. So I'm like, what do we call this thing as, as we're talking about it? Is it the arrow scavenger or the no i don't think they yeah, named know. it yeah uh it'd be interesting to go back and find out but i it's definitely not standing out it's uh, i think they just did not name it at all yeah yeah and and so rowan i like when they end up crash landing into the hangar he's you know taking out all these stormtroopers he's you know being so cool with his moves and all of a sudden, a stormtrooper hits him with a stun. And I love that the stormtrooper said, Hey, I actually hit what I was aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that's when they actually, you know, surrender. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They take him off to the cell. They they take the the Kyber saber away from Rowan, and I thought it was funny that they just handed it to some random like technician and were like, yes. "Take this to the emperor." <laughs> A way to go, security. Yeah, they like they get one the one of the most powerful you know weapons in the entire galaxy, and they just hand it to some random <laughs> technician like. Hey, uh, you know where the emperor's office is, right? Can you uh, take this to him? <laughs> um, and so they are in their cell, and Xander is super confident that the rebels are going to take the shield down and blow the Death Star, but he doesn't realize that they're in it and that they could possibly die in that process. But fortunately for them, they're saved by that very technician that we saw in the hallway. And it's Becky Smutzenbacher. <laughs> the best long game played in this entire series. Yes! It was so Cause, great. Because that name keeps getting dropped and we're like, is he going to ever meet her? And then at this point, you've kind of given up on the idea. Because you're thinking, okay, you know, the show's about to be over. And, you know, they're, you know he, he missed his chance because they already went back to the wheel at one point. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get to see her then. So at this point, I was not even... 
thinking Becky Smoochabacher. No. <laughs> you know, this is the finale of the season. They're not going to have him show up or her show up. And then, you know, the technician takes the helmet off and the shining blonde hair. And I was like, oh, my goodness. This, this, they did it. They did it. It was perfect. And I love that Xander's reaction was just, you know, I'm trying to say her name over and over. And the facial expressions, like his eyes are popping. His yes. lips are like, like, <laughs> and they're zooming really close in on his face as that's all happening and then they cut back to her face as she's just talking and cut back to him oh man it was hilarious yes and i love that she had actually known she knew who he was the whole time and she had a crush on him and she was surprised that he knew who she was and i just i love how that you know that that's a beautiful ship right there <laughs> becky and xander OTP. OTP. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, she goes, you know, she gives him kisses. And I love that Cordy had to block Rowan's gaze (laughs) (laughs) as this was happening. (laughs) Yeah, with a name like Smoochabacher, I mean, there had to be some kissing going on there. Yeah, of course. Um, and so they try to find Valeria to see what's the status on the battle. And Valeria tells them that they're going to go in and, and blow the thing up. Not that the, now that the shield, um, has been, they can penetrate the shield. And, um, Rowan figures out that MOC is still in the core and that he's still trying to, uh, enact the rest of his emperor's plan. And then that's when Rowan decides to be... Uh, brave and sacrifice himself for the cause and he pushes his family away so that they can get to safety that was very brave of him yeah and you kind of you kind of wondered how he was you know you knew he was gonna have this almost like sacrificial type moment mm-hmm. and I'm like how is he gonna get rid of them you know or how is he gonna sneak off and then he he waits for the elevator to open and kind of force pushes them in yeah yeah like, yeah oh, my, my son was watching the episode with me and was like he kind of was confused about what was going on. He was like, well, that was really mean of him to do. <laughs> like, like, no, he's trying to save them. It's not mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and so Rowan finds MLC and he starts battling him with the Kyber Saber um, while the others are trying to find a ship that they can use to help save Rowan. And uh, I think I love that, that at one point during their little fight they uh that's when rowan realizes that he can connect to the crystals and that he can call to them and uh and then that's when uh he summons the the, like the force of the the power of the kyber saber and it sort of connects to the crystal that's on moc's back and i thought that was a great visual yeah and i think just in general this this kind of this um set piece for where they're at on, in the core mm-hmm. there's a certain look to that area that you see in the movie and they like nailed it oh perfectly. yeah oh like yeah when they show kind of the broad view of it and stuff you're just like wow this literally looks just straight out of return of the jedi like mm-hmm. it just brings back all those nostalgic kind of feel feels for that movie and they did that with a couple scenes in this in this and they did such a good job of matching not only the the look of you know certain areas, but just the shots, like yes. the actual shot of the film. Yeah, 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 and the pacing of it too, because a lot of things were happening one after the other. Mm-hmm. And and then MOC ends up using holograms of Cordy and Xander to try to distract him, and he says, "Family is your weakness." And it's the same weakness that MOC had because even though the Emperor wasn't like a father or anything, there was that sense of loyalty. And then so when the Emperor is falling to his death, which is something that I didn't really, you know, had really thought through when watching Return of the Jedi. Like he obviously hits that thing at the bottom, but... (laughs) It was another thing. It was another when you actually see him falling to his death from that <laughs> angle. <laughs> yeah, a little bit morbid. Yeah, yeah, because especially given that the Emperor this entire series has been just 
a comedic character and you're you find him hilarious you actually want to see him see his jokes and whatnot and to see him fall you kind of feel bad because you you know you're gonna miss those jokes (laughs) (laughs) i'm almost surprised they didn't have him say something or some kind of like some kind of quip or joke just to lighten the mood. Oh, yeah, that would have been you know? cool. Yeah. So you're not thinking, oh, he's fallen to his death, even though he has fallen to his death, because at least he had some kind of humorous thing to say. <laughs> but yeah. I guess they didn't want to take away from the drama of the moment. But <laughs> I was waiting. True. I'm like, what is he going to say as he's falling? <laughs> I wonder what would he have said? <laughs> maybe, they were, maybe the writer's room had the same conversation where they're like, let's have him say something funny. And someone else is like, no, this is dramatic. We can't take away from the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and thankfully for Rowan, there was that moment where he was actually just on his own. Oh, no, actually, no, no, I'm skipping ahead. But he uses the distraction, that distracting moment to actually use the kyber saber and stab the crystal that's on MLC's back. And that interaction just electrifies MLC and that finally vaporizes him but it also takes the kyber saber and that kyber crystal with it and and then he's stuck there on his own which is sad it was a very you know oh man rowan is in a dangerous situation (laughs) and they they had um or, or this is like moc's end right yeah you know we we've seen multiple times where they feel like they've defeated him or he either like melted down into acid at one point we have we've had him explode a couple times yeah (laughs) but he always seems to survive but this time i'm pretty sure that this this will be the end of the character it it seemed like he he kind of like you said vaporized as opposed to exploded yeah yeah unless he was taken to like another dimension or something but i don't think that was the case (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's the end of moc and uh, thankfully for Rowan, he gets rescued by his family. And I love that as they're leaving through one port, you see from the other port the team that is going to destroy the core of the Death Star, as we have seen in the movie a thousand times. So, yeah, I thought that was really well done. Yeah, that was awesome because they really matched it so well uh, with Lando flying in in the Millennium Falcon. I believe Wedge and Tilly's was the x-wing pilot that was with him Mm -hmm. and then the tie fighter that was still chasing them all three of those ships fly in they they take it out exactly how they took it out in return of the jedi and then kind of fly out and it's just like oh my gosh that's so cool because now we know that rowan was the one that actually made it so they could blow it up (laughs) i know right that that implication is so cool to me um and um that's exactly what i'm gonna think about every time i watch that movie it's like it was because of Rowan. <laughs> it's like if you squint really hard, you can see the star scavenger flying out right before that scene. <laughs> and all the little little bricks that make it up, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, you know, we have the Ewok celebration on Endor. And it was cool to see Hera actually in the background. You got to see a little peek of her with Chopper. Yeah, Hera's there. Valeria shows up there. Like we were saying, Shara Bay who, um, for people that aren't familiar with that character, is actually Poe Dameron's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shara Bay is a very distinct-looking character. So when I saw I saw that character show up the first time I watched this when it first aired, mm-hmm. and I saw the green kind of pilot suit, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's Poe Dameron's mom. And I meant to look it up. I meant to look up an image and try to figure out or ask somebody. But then I ended up not doing it i guess it just kind of i forgot about it and so when i was re-watching it for our review i rec i noticed it again and i was like oh yeah and so then i just googled it because i was like surely like i'm not the only person that's noticed this <laughs> um so i googled like shara bay freemaker adventures and nothing was matching and i was trying to see if anybody else had talked about it I don't know, maybe somebody had but i couldn't find it on a, on any kind of a search um and I, so i tweeted about it with the image and then I noticed that some people were talking about it on Twitter, and most people were surprised uh, to see it. And they were like, oh, wow, I didn't notice that. But I guess it got back to Bob Roth, and somebody just directly asked him, is it supposed to be Shara Bay? And 
Um, he did answer them. Oh. Which now I'm trying to find it so I can read you exactly what he said. <laughs> um, here we go. So uh, somebody on Twitter said, whose name is um, Ross Brown on Twitter. He he tweets at uh, Bill and Bob, is this sharp-eyed fan right about Shara? And he quoted my tweet. And then Bob replied, and he had a pretty long reply, actually, so I'll read the whole thing. He says, maybe we wrote we we wrote um, that we see the Rebel celebration on Endor with exception of speaking roles, Luke, Wedge, and big stars, Han, Leia, etc. We didn't get specific. But someone at Lucasfilm may have sent Shara as reference, or Will Film may have decided to put her in. There are some huge Star Wars fans on Will Film crew, so that's a possibility. In any event, it looks like Shara, and we know she's there. So happy accident or by design, I'm good with saying that's her. Oh, very cool. So so he's kind of like, kind of confirming, but kind of not confirming. But <laughs> still, <laughs> it sounds like Bob, Bob Roth's okay with that being Shara. And really, if you look at the flight suit and compare it to the image of her flight suit in the Marvel comics, it's almost identical. Yeah, so I, I yeah. could not see how it's not her. Yeah. And I guess the, you know, the hair is just a generic piece of, of the, you know, the standard Lego hair. So they can't really, couldn't really customize it to look like it, but yeah, I, they could do everything else that they, especially the flight in terms of the flight suit. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's, that's cool. I mean, cause she is, she is very much at that celebration in the Marvel comics. So for her to show up in the free maker adventures, um, is a nice little Easter egg and makes a little bit of a connection to, um, you know, the force awakens considering that she is Poe Dameron's mother. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thanks to you for pointing it out and thanks to Ross Brown, who I know is a contributor for fangirl blog for asking that question. <laughs> Um, and I love that um, you have little Rowan approaching Luke finally because that was the thing I think that's how the season started he wanted to talk with Luke about what was going on with him and unfortunately Luke had to go off and do something and they haven't seen each other since so it was nice to finally have them meet again and, and finally show him what he's capable of doing yeah, and it's really the implications of it could be so huge. Oh yeah. Um, for this being kind of the first interaction that Luke's having with a fellow Force user, um, or at least somebody that needs to be trained. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a time where now Luke has defeated the Emperor and Vader, and it's post, you know, starting that whole post Return of the Jedi, which is the gap between, you know, between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens is when Luke does establish some sort of, um, you know, Jedi Academy or something. We don't know all the details around it, but we know that he was training um, Jedi. Right. And so to have Rowan kind of approach him, you're like, oh, wow, this could be the beginnings of, you know, Luke finding other Force wielders and, you know, starting to train them. And then, you know, we know kind of everything goes wrong and Luke ends up going um, off into hiding. But it's like, oh, wow, I wonder if Rowan was one of those uh, Jedi that was Never. actually part of his academy. And then your your buddy Kylo no. you know, wiped him out. How do you feel about that one, Jonah? No. So, do we, so we don't really know anything like Kylo, like when Kylo turned, like when Ben turned. Like, the, do we have a, like an, a ballpark year when that might have happened? No, everything's been really vague. You know, Dang we kind of know... <laughs> The general events of, you know, what did go down um, at some point, Ben was training with Luke, you know, so he was probably at that academy hanging out with Rowan, I'm sure. They were probably buddies. And then he betrayed him. No. You know? just... <laughs> <laughs> no. This is terrible. No. No. I like to think of it as uh, Rowan just, you know, helped out with building the academy and whatnot. You learned a little bit. But, you know, ultimately his family is our scavengers. So he is off, you know, continuing his training elsewhere, sort of like an intercultural program of sorts. He's away <laughs> abroad. Yeah, he's on a... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, studying elsewhere when all this happened. I refuse to believe Rowan and any of the other little force wielders they've encountered uh, were part of this Jedi Academy that that <laughs> that Luke built. No, no. 
Maybe Rowan heard about this Ezra Bridger that's out in the you know, <gasps> outer region. Can you imagine? I have I have like daydreams about <laughs> about Ezra surviving rebels and all of this stuff that happens in the old trilogy, and then uh, meeting up with Rowan and like I I I had this idea of writing a fanfic of those two characters, <laughs> just like having adventures, and I I, I need to make it happen one day. <laughs> I need to, I, I mean, if I don't typically, you know, delve into the fanfic, but if you write that, I will read it. And <laughs> I want there to be some sort of a interaction with Kylo Ren, though. I want them to go to, you know, like maybe Rowan goes out, meets Ezra, then brings them back to Luke's Academy. And then they're there like briefly <gasps> yes. meet, meet Ben. And but then Ezra's like, hey, you know, Rowan, this isn't the place for us. Like, and so they leave, so they avoid getting to taken out. You know, something like that. I might have to write this. We're just, yeah. I feel like we're just like co-writing it right now. We're we just... are. This is, you know, by John Marie and Aaron Goins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> My first fanfic. <laughs> but yeah, and then that's the it. That's the, that's the end of the the season of the of the last episode. Yeah, sadly it is. It's um, you know, there's always that that little hope that we get more um, you know, coming down the road. I'd love to see more adventures with the Freemakers either in this animated form or even if they, you know, find some way to bring them into some of the other mediums, you know, yeah. be it comics, novels or whatever, but I would love to see the fur, you know, the continuing adventures and and Cordy does kind of leave that door open. Yeah. And say that the the galaxy does need to be rebuilt. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was an awesome line. Yeah, and you know, of course, it being Lego, there's a lot of rebuilding to do. So I, I really love that. And and I guess that's it. I guess we should wrap up this double episode. <laughs> yes. Um hopefully there will be more Star Scavengers coming. I this is our final review episode for now. Um until or if and when more content comes. But until then, I think we'll find a few things to do, at least uh, for a couple more episodes, maybe try to get some interviews um, or a, a little bit of content before we wrap up Star Scavengers as a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Or or we can do like an audio drama of the fanfic that we write. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I do. I do have my limits, Jonah. <laughs> I'm just saying, Aaron, it's it's an idea. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is an idea. But uh <laughs> For now, we'll wrap this up. Uh, you can find all of our episodes over on iTunes. You can also leave us a review. So if you listen to our show and you enjoy it, we'd love for you to leave us a review at iTunes. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash starscavengers. Uh, we might post our pictures of us doing the uh, the Brickheads uh, photo op. Maybe we can post that over at our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Uh, Twitter at starscavengers, starscavengers at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email... Uh, you can go to our website and check out all our episodes there, www.starscavengers.com. And until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the Freemakers. <laughs>